All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to a brand new episode of The Real Life Podcast, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Welcome to real life, everyone. (laughs) What is going on right now? I think that I'm in love with Matthew Kachuk. Are you guys all drunk? Welcome in episode 378 of The Real Life Podcast. We're calling this one The Pressure. 78. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. I don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) Brought to you by the HGA group. We love them very much. Here to make your business better. The HGA group. Um, Sorry, it had the inflection as if you're calling out a score in darts. I suppose. That's what I picked. Liam should have been all over that. I would love to go see darts. Culture nation vacation to to watch a yeah, and I want to. I'm going to buy a big fucking banana costume to wear while I'm there. Oh yeah, you got it. It's uh, let's make a deal meets sporting venue. Oh, it'd be the best. I'd be super excited to go see darts. Yeah, you talk about that a lot though. I know you are very open about your love of darts. <laughs> I, really dark I play so I play hockey twice a week in the morning at six thirty, which is irrelevant really. And one of the goalies is a big dark guy. All he talks about is darts. And he, he, you, you get in there, especially in the morning and it's like live, well, not live, but it's, it, well, it is live. He's watching live darts in the UK eight hours later. So we get in the room, he's watching it. He's got a dart tattoo in his arm. This guy, whoa, this guy is dark guy. He's dark guy, <laughs> but like an actual dark guy, like actual dark guy doesn't smoke. No, really just about the real darts. Yeah. In Los Angeles, I could have also called, called myself dark guy. You are a dark guy. Yeah. Trip darts don't count though. Nobody nope. knows that. Trip darts don't count. Yep. Um, Wanye, how you feeling? Emotionally? Yeah. Well, I'm still confident. I don't think beating LA two games in a row is the tall order Twitter's making it out to be. That's what I don't understand too. Like the Oilers have won two games in a row multiple times throughout. The yes. Season. Like this isn't a major, major thing. Yes. No, LA's not yes. even good. 
Yes, the Oilers need to figure out a way to make it happen, but I don't think this is insurmountable. This isn't like they're down by three games against Colorado and you're like, well, let's fucking ride. This is this is a situation where yeah. unfortunately the Oilers put themselves. And then uh, the, another thing too is the losses are mostly on Edmonton shooting themselves in the foot rather than LA doing things very well. But the, but mm-hmm. you know, the, the other side of that is that the last two games, the, extra, the Oilers have been extremely flat. Yes. Very extremely flat, flat. and Horribly flat. And so, yeah, the, the, like, can they do that for a third game? Well, mathematically, sure, sure. but they shouldn't. You think they that they'll be a wake up call in a row all season? Well, well yeah. I guess the one yeah, oh yeah. December they, 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 terrible like times back to back, they, back to back. They lost three games in a row five times this year. Well, they did like a fifteen game losing streak. Yeah, so they, they had they that one stretch there. Where, right, 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 right. But like cutting that out, it's yeah. not as though we're in the habit of losing three games in a row, except for December of death. No, no, no. But dude, there's like I said, there's there's like there, there's right to be concerned. The sense of if the, if the Oilers are going to play the way they have been the last two games then that's a concern. But if they play like they did the two games before that, which they have, and they actually play their game, you know, it's still, it's right. It, it, it is totally fine to feel nervous, but like they should yeah. win this hockey game. Like they are the better. Yes, team. And I that's agree. what the frustrating thing with this yeah. is, yeah. is that they are the better team. And for some Sending reason, that game to OT was a win in itself in my mind. Like, yes, it's not a win obviously, but like they played well, they came back, they overcame two, two goal deficits in there. Well, they played yeah. well for 10 minutes. Well, and it was and, McDavid and Drysaddle. Well, and that's the thing too, is like, let's give us a full 60. Let's try that. Even a 40 of 60. You might even like it. <laughs> <laughs> you might even like it. Uh, they have only lost three in a row once under head coach Jay Woodcroft. So um, yeah, they, they, they've made a habit of being able to bounce back. And that's what, what made the beginning of game five so frustrating is that they tend to bounce back well. And for them to just come out and it's not like they just like weren't good for two shifts or 10 minutes. Like they shit their pants for like half the game. Yeah, that first period was time. Like the, to, we were only down one goal after the first, yep. right? And we were very, 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 very lucky to only be down one. You need to tighten up. Well, one thing we were talking about on the pregame show is just you can't fly the zone. You got to mm-hmm. play simple. Let's not try and get cute and pretty here tonight. Let's mm-hmm. get a greasy, grimy game where you're just playing your game. You're mm-hmm. firing pucks. You're hacking away a quick hack the bone until the puck crosses the line. I want to see people in his kitchen all night. And you can't let them buzz around your zone like we do. Like we're giving them space. Like they don't. Yeah. They, they don't give us much space, and yet we can still pot four. And we're giving them all the space in the world, and they can only score four. So what happens if we don't give them space? Tyler, they're not going to score four. There it is. Mm-hmm. And all we need to score is four as per account. The logic is sound. We're already up one, nothing. Woo. They need a hot start. Need a hot start. That's the big thing. Like to like start cranking some shots early too. like, just, I tweeted it during game five, shoot the puck and create some chaos. Yes. Cause that's what LA has been doing this entire series. And the Oilers haven't mm-hmm. done a good enough job about it. They're trying to get cute and trying to be pretty. And when those work, I love it, but there's nothing that I find sexier than someone scoring with the puck flying in off their face. We're also struggling a bit, especially in the last couple of games, getting pucks through from the point. Yes. Uh, there's been a lot of, and then, and you know, it's a testament to LA getting in the way, but you know, just making better decisions or timing decisions to try to get those through because that you're right. That's what that will cause chaos. Your I have a question for you. Okay, I'm ready. When you say the Oilers need a hot start, has there ever been an organized sporting event ever in the history of team sports where you wouldn't <laughs> suggest a hot start? Like, why specifically do the Oilers need a hot start? 
Because why the, is that pertinent? Because the team that scores first in this series has won every single game. So if the Oilers don't start hot, they won't win. And you can't let let you can't like, every time we've let LA feel comfortable and confident in a game, they have just run away with it. Yep. And any time that we've come out, well, we've, I guess we've started flattening all the games. But if, yeah. the minute we turn it on, which you know we haven't done the last two games, we've just then ran away with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, though, to Wanya's point, I suppose every team that scored first last night lost. So there's that. <laughs> but so the cold the start is yeah. the key. Well, and they also got to make sure, like this is a quote just from now from Jay Woodcroft. He says, we need to maintain scrum discipline. Basically saying, don't, listen, guys, stay out of the don't box. Don't headbutt guys. Don't scrum. headbutt people. Use your head. Be Face physical. Wash. Face wash is a safe play. And you only punch after being punched. Use your head, but not litter. When do you headbutt? Just figuratively. Yeah, figuratively use your head. <laughs> yeah. You guys see Kodak Black's Instagram story? No. See at the Oilers game? Go look it up, Wanye. It's him in the Panthers dressing room with their player of the game belt, and he's surrounded by Joe Thornton and Claude Giroux. <laughs> That's a hell of a picture. I I'm on my way. I also, there was a TikTok of him photo bomb <laughs> or like video bombing the Panthers broadcast, and it's the funniest thing. Um, the Oilers need someone like Kodak Black around. There aren't too many Kodak Blacks around. Not. Okay. I just wanted to watch the, the Kodak we, Black thing. Well, who are we going to get? Swollen members? Uh, no, Rascals. Oh, yeah, the Rascals? Mm. How about Shocklair? Show, I love a good Shocklair. Cardinal? Oh, I'd like Cardinal for Shocklair. i do that. Yep. That'd be yeah. great. Yeah. Before we move on, shout out to our friends at DoorDash and Oodle Noodle. We forgot about Drake. Well, Drake's kind of a Toronto guy. Yeah. Six man. Yeah. Mm. They claimed him. All right. We'll claim Shocklair, though. Big game tonight. If you don't want to cook, Order DoorDash. That's an easy way to do it. Promo code real life pod DD gets you 25% off no delivery fees on your first order. Shout out to DoorDash. Order Oodle Noodle. Maybe that becomes your new tradition. Maybe the Oilers go on a run where they win like eight playoff games in a row and you have to eat Oodle Noodle. All because you ate Oodle Genius. And you build yourself a fort of all the spring Mm -hmm. rolls you'll order and you eat your way out. And that's your pregame ritual. Yeah. Uh, Also, if you are listening to this on Thursday before the game and you're like, damn, I want to watch the game with a bunch of people who are just as passionate about the Oilers as I am. May I suggest coming to Beercade on White, where I will be hosting our playoff vibes party. Rally Rompers coming out. And I <laughs> really, damn, I really want to watch a game and stare at Tyler Yeremchuk's bare legs. I'd like to watch hockey, but I'd like to be as turned on as I've ever been in my entire life for three yeah. hours. And I want it to be erotic. <laughs> hockey, like but it. erotic. Have we got the romper for you. Ah. Oh. Very revealing. Mm-hmm. Shout out Twiggy Bears. Shout out Twiggy Bears. Promo code Nation15 gets 15% off anything Woo! you order on their site. We just crushed out like four ad reads already in the start of this podcast. We are, getting, we are getting off to a hot start, just like what the Oilers need to do, right? Yeah. Every do single nothing. team that scored first lost last night. Yeah. <laughs> that is the best clapback ever for a sassy comment from the cheap seats for me. When would you not want to have a hot start your object uh, last night when every single team you scored first lost? <laughs> I see you've done your homework. But I see, I took that the other way. I heard that is like backing up your point a little bit in the sense that like, you know, maybe a hot start, like, I don't know, whatever. Either way. I was, you were right. Hot start. We want a hot start. But in this series, like I said, Wani, the team that scored first has won every game between the Oilers and Kings. So I don't know. It's, uh, yeah. We'll see. We know the battle is going to blown away that bandwagon. It is like got oh. 7,000 trap doors in every seat. 
and everyone's just ejecting themselves out well, after the game. It's insane. But there's a lot. There's a lot of trauma there. In the last two games, the Oilers have been so flat that they just like convincingly want to show people they don't want to win this. The last but, two games. So there's takes that are bugging me though. One, people jumping down Jay Woodcroft's throat. Like, listen. Yeah, don't do that. I did Patience. him starting Kulak and Keith in overtime. Weird. Makes no sense. Nope. It was <laughs> weird. But he did it. But he did it. But and it but, cost but, him. And but, he owned it. It. but it's. Yep. It's not just them. Like the three forwards on the ice also sucked. Like we just, we, we had no effort or energy. Once that puck dropped, Ellie just took control. Yeah. So the whole line sucked. Yes. And, there was yep. a major gaffe by the defenseman that caught, like, you know, that led to the goal, but like there's a bunch of other instances where that shouldn't even that, 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 that circumstance shouldn't even happen. Yeah. And the thing that just drives me nuts is we probably aren't even in the playoffs if Jay Woodcroft doesn't take over. Yeah, exactly. So, like, what are we doing here? Like, you can't just... Oh, you just can't every 25 games something goes wrong and there's a portion of people out there who just go to... Gotta fire the Trade coach. them all. Trade well, them all, fire the coach, fire well, the that's GM. What I, that's what I talked about on my podcast last night where it's like, I don't understand this. It's almost like there's a segment of people that call themselves Oilers fans that what they're looking for is... Losses. Losses to prove how right they are. And they don't even celebrate the wins. You said that beautifully. Amen. When, Amen. When they lose, there's that group who's out there who is just like, mm, told you this should have been done. This should have been done. And they would have won. And then when they win, it's crickets. Yeah. It's yeah, like, 100%. see what I do now? I have the Napoleon Dynamite slapping gift. And I just hit these idiots with one on Twitter. I go, bam, bitch. Shut up. The other thing that drives me nuts is the people who are like, even if they beat the Kings in seven, this series is a failure. And it's oh like, my God. It's like, so that's where the bar is now. Winning a playoff series isn't enough for people. Like they could very, re- they could very realistically come back and win this series. That is not, it's not like they're down three, nothing to Winnipeg. They are down three, two in this series. You got to win twice. They won twice already in the series. I, I, and if they win in seven games, goddamn, that's a success. Cause you won a playoff. In round. hindsight, it's fantastic. But right now it's nerve wracking. Yeah. I still believe yeah. we can do it. I have not given yes. up these guys. They just, they just haven't been the Edmonton Oilers last two games. If they're, if they're the Edmonton Oilers tonight, then we're good. I just don't get it. I don't get that attitude where it's like, there's things we've talked about on this podcast, on any podcast we do Mm -hmm. that we do not like about the team, but that does not mean we will not cheer our faces off for them, especially when they're doing well. They're in the playoffs right now. Yeah. Like, what are we talking about? As good as it gets you boneheads, not you guys, but people that are mad. We're still in a play. We're still in the playoffs. Still in the playoffs. We're still in. There's we should just, be grateful. There's way too. We've had the best out, regular right. season in what? 34 years. Something like that. I don't know. The Oilers regular Come season. Come on, people. Yeah. Well, they had a better regular season in 2017, I think, right? Did they? Oh, they had the best regular season since like 1990 or something. No. Most, maybe more wins. I don't know. Most improved. Anyway, whatever it is. Oh, they, there's they plenty to be grateful for this year. Either way, it doesn't matter. It like, doesn't matter. Are you, are you going to ride and die or what? Because like die, we have got way too much leg room on the bandwagon right now, and it's weird to watch. Yeah, it's just. What are you gonna watch? The Junos? But I think it's like people <laughs> with a special <laughs> appearance from Chris Bosh. Yeah. Well, hey, Edmonton, that's a big deal. Uh, oh man, I feel like I've like, read that whole ad read. They played it like thirty seconds a year, thirty times a game. Either really? for the Junos. Oh, I don't pay. Attention. I think that was it. 
I was too busy pacing around my house on Tuesday. I didn't sit down for, I mean, it was only a minute yeah. and a half, but I didn't sit down for overtime. I was just wandering around. I, I was long before overtime. I would come in because I was writing the wrap up. I'd pace around my living room, yell at my TV a little bit, knock out a hundred words, then go back to the same cycles <laughs> over and over again. I brought a, ba- a big bag of chips, the intent to eat them throughout the whole overtime frame. Yeah. Thinking that it was going to be longer than a minute and a half. So it was very disappointing to only get like two handfuls in. I did something similar. I bought one of those big tubs of cheese poofs. Did you use your Nexus card to acquire said poofs? I wish I had one, but unfortunately (laughs) I have to fly down like the rest of the plebs. Uh, (laughs) I went through so much of that thing. just stress eating throughout the game. I had to put it away. Oh yeah. Those are dangerous, man. I had four bananas. Oh, that's a lot of potassium. That's keeping it tight. Wait, are you seriously? Bananas also make you sleepy. Are you tired? I was four so, bananas. <laughs> just saw them. In the, uh, what on earth is going that's, on? That's, that's, that's a good stress eating thing. Yeah. yeah. Back, at least back, it was healthy. Back to cheese poofs. <laughs> yeah. They are just as chemically <laughs> oh, constructed yeah. as a Bud Light hard soda. Oh, hundred percent for the, for the record. Oh, absolutely. I was so stressed out. I had 11 artichokes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just eating artichokes. Like they were just cheesy poofs. <laughs> yeah. Just biting away at a leaf. just eating artichokes. Oh, That's insane, Leo. What's your banana grade to have just four at the ready? <laughs> yeah, there, I think there was six. Just Why didn't you have five? Why did you stuff? stop at four? Because you were mostly banana at that point. Oh, the game was over. It didn't last long enough for me to have a fifth. So there was probably a disappointed parent when it came to smoothie time next morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think those are my sisters. She's a big gym person. Ah. So she's like, ah. Now you only quick have- question on bananas for you, Liam. Seeing as you're the banana expert. Uh, has anyone in the history of bananas not in a video game slipped on a banana peel as we were led to believe happened all the time in cartoons? Well, the reality is, is someone's got to try it. Yeah. Like put one down it's and be, you have to put it down the right well, way. Like, I've and never in my life down heard, has to be the mushy side touching the ground. Yes. I've never in my life heard a horror story of like, just like in a cartoon. The other day, Liam had his usual four banana game snack and I slipped on the banana peel. <laughs> bingo, bango. I'm in the ICU. I've never heard anybody slipping on one. So I, in junior high, I had a teacher who like stepped on, someone had like a container of fries and it was empty, but all that was left was the gravy at the bottom. And <laughs> yeah. they missed the garbage. It was sitting on the ground and she stepped on it, ate shit and like didn't work for a few months because she messed up her leg so bad. So oh, fries, no. fries, we have confirmation. Yeah. So you have to throw well, like gravy. Not a banana. Yeah, well, gravy. Well, yeah, that, and that which is really the contents of the oil slick. Mm-hmm. Mm. Of course, that's Maybe. what James. But like, if the video game Wonder Boy was to be believed, <laughs> yeah, banana peels were like imminent danger to most of us throughout our day as we're walking through the jungle. Mario Kart taught us well, to spin your Kart. car around. Yeah. I know for there a fact you, you can drive over banana peel and not even move a millimeter. I never mm-hmm. risk it. I always move. <laughs> you always swerve. <laughs> <laughs> I also thought as a kid, quicksand was going to be a lot more in play. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. a way bigger problem in my life. It is not it that does bad. exist though, right? It does I exist. So. It is, is it though? I thought it wasn't even real. I thought the quicksand's not real. I, I believe it's real, but like how dangerous? Like you can't, like nobody really drowns in quicksand. I I thought I read. Like it's very I mean, rare. That is quicksand real? Quicksand usually. Quicksand real, but is quicksand dangerous would be the better question. There's a lot of lessons as children that we don't really have problems with as an adult. Like I remember, oh, you better learn your multiplications table. You'll never be able to have a calculator with you. Well, I don't know about that. Yeah. I've got a very powerful one in my pocket. I got one in this bottle of water. Yeah. 
<laughs> I believe I saw Quicksand on an episode of Coronation Street once, which is just revealing a lot about That it. is on brand. That, that is the most English thing you've ever said. It. Were you well, eating a bushel of bananas? Part of me is proud of you. My mom watched that. My mom would watch that with my dog every Saturday because I think it's on every day, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Monday so, the, but uh, yeah, yeah, but on the weekend she would catch up and watch all of it. They daisy chained together on Saturdays. So her, her and my dog would both drink tea. She'd she'd fill my dog's <laughs> bowl with tea, and they would both watch <laughs> Coronation Street. That is, <laughs> that is the slowest moving show Ever. in the history it's of people television. Watched it for like fifty straight years, and like. Oftentimes, we're elderly ladies who had no real idea. It was the same story every day. But it's, it is, you could argue it is like it's almost slower than real time. <laughs> a lot has gone on in that street in the last. Few That's like uh, Young yeah. and the Restless, though, isn't it? Slow yeah. as balls, too. My mom still a little more dry. Yeah. Oh, God, Coronation Street. It's still like it's been on for eternity. Yes. I think they just had the 50th anniversary. And wait, Coronation Street, it's in Manchester? Yeah. Yeah, which is where I used to live. Oh, so there's more it's, sentimental value. Coronation Street. It was a lady, Leanne Battersby was her name, and she went to high school with my dad. And <laughs> what the hell is this? Where are we right now? Rural? <laughs> and she lived bloody Binghamton. Where are we in England? That we lived in in England, and we would see her walking a baby all the time. And she's on Coronation Street. Yeah, I think she's still. Yeah, she's that's still a big deal. It was huge. The was huge ten thousand. Like me going on a soccer podcast and being like, Bieber lives up the road from me back in Canada. <laughs> unverifiable. <laughs> can we, Liam? Can we get a picture of her? No, unverifiable. Can you Photoshop an Oilers jersey on it for our Instagram? <laughs> the show Coronation Street that is premiered its ten thousandth episode on February seventh of twenty twenty. Wow. It just celebrated its sixtieth anniversary later that year. What it's are we been on, on since the start of the television? Yes. Original release date, uh, December 9th of 1960. I think this what is year, what year do we pass that? We're at episode 378. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to do, so we do, we do a hundred. We do all, roughly a hundred episodes a year. Yeah. Yeah. Roughly. So we're going to be doing this podcast. hundred more years. <laughs> oh boy. hundred years of podcasting. Shout out to Twig and Berries in a hundred years. We're going to move to two episodes a day here right away. <laughs> we'll just do uh, what like radio shows do. We'll just take one episode and cut it into four and post it out. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Like it is like, it's, it's, that's British culture right there. Yeah. So many of them. EastEnders. EastEnders. Yeah. I was, I was, in, I was big into the in-betweeners. In-betweeners is the best I show. I love that, that show. was classic. So good. It's a good one. Which one though? The British one or the one they tried to do? No, in the that States? one was oh. terrible. Yeah, I did. I just did the British one. Okay, okay. Just making sure. So good. Nigel. The movies were so good. Yes, the movie was good. Yeah. They tried to do it in America. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, yeah it was terrible. I was such a big Inbetweeners fan, and I yes. watched the first episode. I'm like, this trash. It doesn't even. It's nowhere close to comparing. Yeah, it's because they tried to find like the American versions of all the storylines, and like when that when they did The Office, they had to adapt that too. Like. Michael yeah. Scott had to be a happy character because if he played it like a prick, like what's his nuts did in England, nobody would take to it. But I feel he like they just made that. it. Hmm? Well, he kind of Michael Scott's character was kind of like that in the pilot season, like that first season. Then they pivot him hard in the second season where he didn't wasn't test well. Yeah, he didn't do very well. The in betweeners for the states, it was like I'm from Boston. No way, I'm from Maine. Wow, we'll be <laughs> friends immediately. Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Nobody was a loser in the American in-betweeners. 
The British one, everyone's a, like a loser. That's the fun of it, right? Yeah, they're all fun. American one was like 90210. Like everyone was cool. Ugh, Liam, even just the trailer, the start of the trailer. No, yeah, exactly. It lost me. It's yeah, probably as far as check out the British version, people. It is worth version, it excellent. is worth your time. You will laugh your ass off if you watch the in-betweeners. And guaranteed. Guaranteed. Why not? Yeah. A couple of laughs. Go all in every few weeks. I'm pretty sure the in-betweeners <laughs> is on Prime. And then talked about for months. Yes. <laughs> that laugh the other they month. Still, they still talk about the joke that was told in Coronation Street. It was in 1963. That's right. <laughs> Episode one. I'm going to do something. And you guys let me know if this is a bad omen or not. All right. Whoa, this is dangerous. We have a new sponsor of the show and the network. Okay. Cattail Crossing. Golf course just north of Edmonton. So far, so good. If you're looking to hit the links this summer. That's your new spot. And I even heard they have an Oilers Nation cart, potentially. They're, they're wrapping Ooh, a cart. Cool. They have really? got a phenomenal clubhouse. They, they, they've they gone the and revamped in the, yeah, the clubhouse and the food. And the, it's, like a, it's like a straight up awesome bar. Yeah. And I played in a night golf tournament there. Oh, I, I, I that this year with I, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we should help this. Um, oh, God. Ground Electrical. What's his name? Oh, he messaged us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know his name normally, and I'm just too nervous. I can't think of it right now, but he's a good dude. Uh, and he puts it on. And uh, that was is his name Mitch McConnell. It is uh, G Round Electric. Um, oh, Mitch McConnell's the Senate Minority Leader at the States. Ah, of course. Common error. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Walter Landale? Longdale? <laughs> now, Liam, you say somebody from Coronation Street. <laughs> Timothy Sidebottom. Uh, David Platt. Oh, the worst. Most English name there is. It is. So, yeah, David Platt. Platt. <laughs> Shout out to Cattail Crossing. <laughs> Great clubhouse. And uh, yeah, we're going to be working with them for the summer. I just wasn't sure if bringing up golf on an elimination night was like a battle. Well, then you say you can oh. go there, golf, and watch the Oilers game in the that's Wicked Lounge. Beauty, that's what the beauty about playoff hockey is. You can golf in the morning yep. and watch playoff hockey at night. That's the dream. Huh? Yeah, that's good living. That is good living. I haven't, I haven't swung a club yet. I got to hit some balls and get the link. So we should plan a real life round at cocktail. Yeah, we should. And document said round kind of, um, Bagnook, We've always said that we're going to pick a day after a podcast and just go hit balls at the range together. Yeah. My clubs are always in my car. Mine too. I have three. Do you have any third? Oh, for the range. Oh, do you yes. want to be invited? No. Wow. That was some <laughs> shade. Your M check. Yeah. It should. Unbelievable. Then we come to the eight of my coronation street fans here. What's the general storyline of Coronation Street? It's just life changes. It's just life, man. I'll Honestly, a little. I don't want to put my leg up like that. Um, a little debrief <laughs> right now. So about a year ago, this one guy buried, killed this guy, and buried a lot of death. A year ago, oh, really? There's a lot of death in Coronation Street. Murders, murders, murders. Yeah, really, murder mystery. Murders yes. most foul. In fact, if you want to watch like murder, real murder mystery that, uh, that's British, Broadchurch. But yes, carry on. <laughs> So he buried this body in a forest mm -hmm. and no one talked about it. He's just been living his life. I can't remember his name, but he's ginger guy. And Steven now Platt. Harry, they're trying to build a new football stadium for Weatherford oh, no. United. And they, what are they going to find Tyler? What are they going to find when they build a stadium? The body. Oh, shit. Found the body. Ah, wow. Yeah. Just happened. Okay. And then everything in between the death is literally just them sitting in their kitchen and talking about the weather mm -hmm. and then going <laughs> their day, going to the bank and paying their bills, <laughs> saying hi to their neighbor as they pass by. Wow. Maybe going to the grocery store if there's time. Enjoying and some then going home and watching 
television. Coronation Street. <laughs> Enjoying some Marmite. They watch about. Coronation Street on Coronation Street. It's so British. Oh, yes. So you Chuck. That day I just described, yeah. which would be starting from 8 a.m. till maybe bedtime at 10. So what's that? 14 hours? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is 14 episodes of Coronation Street. <laughs> that was episode 18,000. That <laughs> That's on. how you get to 10,000 Hour episodes. long episodes. 30 minutes. 30 Double minutes. episodes on Wednesdays. Double episodes on Wednesdays? Yeah, they like do the show. So in England, it starts at 7.30. And then, at night? Yeah, yeah. Because you have, That is nighttime watching. You have... <laughs> you got to put it on more like 9.30 so you can fall asleep. Well, you have Emmerdale at 7. You're not an na- elderly woman, Jay. Then you have Coronation Street at 7.30. Then East End is at 8. And then that's the end. What about I, Downton Abbey? That was... I never watched it. Yeah, because it moves too fast for you. That's why. <laughs> too close to real life. <laughs> yeah, it moves way too fast. You can't pick up this. It's the F. It's F one compared to uh, Coronation Street. It's so real for him that you can see himself in episodes of Downton Abbey in the background. It's so approachable. <laughs> there I am in the background. Like, oh my god! I read today's paper too. <laughs> I was at the garden party. You can identify with everyone. Now the murdering. Sure, maybe there's some viewers that can identify the mur- mur- murder and worried about the new stadium. Hmm. What's the impact gonna... on the on-field play? That's what I'm worried about. Yeah, it's going to be big. I don't know. We'll have to stay tuned. Do we ever get updates on the team's doing on the show? Uh, every now and then. <laughs> Are there bloggers on the show? No bloggers yet. Aww. Well, maybe can... they have a show on you? a show about soccer. Oh. They moved to Canada. I'd make my huh? mom so proud if I could be do, do a walk onto the Coronation Street. That's so funny. Well, maybe when I Photoshop the Oilers jersey on Leanne Bathersby, I might... <laughs> Leanne that's the connection. is a very British Here we go. Name. Chris yes. Thomas is doing a pop-in. Yeah, buddy. And he's just going to... Charles, wait. Connected audio. We should make... Oh, yeah, yeah. We should make him guess what we're talking about. <laughs> There's not a fucking chance. Oh, hey, oh, hey, screenshot that. Christopher yeah! Bathersby. <laughs> Chris, guess what? what we're talking about right now. I have zero idea. What are you talking about right now? Coronation Street. (laughs) That's exactly what it's about. Coronation Street? Yeah. Just celebrated its 10,000th episode two years ago, so we had wanted to celebrate. JR used to love that show when we were kids. (laughs) (laughs) See, I'm guilty by association. Well, Liam still loves it today. He watches it every evening at 7.30 p.m. uh, No, he doesn't. With a nice glass of Earl Grey. Then an episode with sports bloggers, Chalmers. It was all sports bloggers. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. How's it going? Nervous. Chalmers, how are you feeling? What's the vibe check over there? I have had a puckered butthole for two straight (laughs) days now. I've been, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I'm scared. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit nervous tonight. And uh, it's like something I really, really, really want. And I. um, And deserve. And deserve. We all deserve this. You know, we've been flying the, the, the true colors. Uh, it went uh, moseyed on down to the Chris Stapleton concert yesterday. And I was in the <laughs> building and it was nice to see people walking out of there with a smile on their face. And uh, it made me think about game seven and just mm. not, not looking ahead to game six, but I just really want this. I don't want this to be over. And I know that you guys probably talked about keys to the game and all this stuff, but like, it's just, there's, there's just absolutely when, no question about it that we have to win all the small battles. 
to yeah. ultimately win the war. It is just, it's something that my 11 year olds know, my nine year olds know. If you block, if you win the block shot game, if you win the shots on goal game, if you hit more than the other team, you do those things, you're playing the right way, you create chances. It's not fucking rocket science. And Why you got so many nine year olds and 11 year olds? How many kids do you have? <laughs> oh, buddy. Cowboy Chris is all over the place. I just left. <laughs> that was his seed. <laughs> a nine-year-old hockey game at West Edmonton Mall for the All-Star Invitational Hockey Tournament. In the middle of the uh, day, don't these All-Stars go to school? <laughs> no, man, no. no hockey, hockey's life, hockey's life. And this is why we need this tonight, man. Because hockey in this city is life. And we deserve to be able to go into a weekend excite, excited with a Game 7 to look forward to. We earn this. You know, and they need to earn it. That's all there is to it. It's so simple. Everybody's trying to break down. Oh, does Dreisaitl have a cold? Dreisaitl doesn't have a cold. You don't have a cold now. If you have a cold, you don't have a cold. It doesn't matter. <laughs> there is no more excuses. You work your ass off and you... Are you sure Dr. Cowboy Chris didn't show up on the call? How do you know he doesn't have a cold? Dr. Quinn? Dr. Medicine? How do I know he doesn't? Dr. No, Cowboy? I, I, I don't care if he does have a cold. This is what you Doc play Hollywood. for. You, you find a way through it. I said, I, there's no more excuses. There's no cold. There's no nothing like right. that. Is this how you treat all your nine-year-olds? You know, <laughs> no, I'm a little less heavy handed with them. Chalmers, one thing I was saying earlier is that the Oilers need to simplify everything. They're trying to make it too pretty. And that's kind of what you were touching on, wasn't it? Dude, that's exactly what I'm touching on. Like, we didn't get any shots, yet we were making plays. It's because we're trying to get those easy tap-in beauty. Like, that's not the time for this. The time is get the puck on net. Anything can happen. It's just to be outshot 14 to two in the first, you know, first three quarters of the first period. It's just inexcusable. You've got to be getting pucks to the net. You have to be doing that. You cannot create chances without getting pucks to net. And they're, they're trying to make these beauty, beautiful, like, yeah, cross crease passes and setting everybody up. That shit's just, it's, it's old. It's hard work. It's not, it's, it's as simple as that. There's really nothing else to talk about. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! What's the plan? So I, I don't know. That's the thing. Okay, so my wife went to Toronto this morning. I've got the boys. This 8, 8, 8 p.m. game is late, but I'm not going to lie, man. My basement has zero mojo right now. Every game that we've lost, I've watched it in there. The games that we've won, I've watched at a friend's house and in the building. Last series, I watched all four games against Winnipeg in that basement. I get am out not of the basement. doing it. Burn your basement. I'm getting out. Flood I know, but I, I, I know. Tell Tyler to flood it. Yeah. <laughs> involve him two burritos. Burrito, yes. Yeah. You two burritos in a wordle. He'll flood your basement for you. So yeah, I'm. I don't like. I don't even care about what time these kids stay up till tonight. I don't even care about whether or not they're tired for school. Hell, they might not even go to fucking school. I don't care anymore. Woo! This is all there is. Hockey is life. We need <laughs> this. Like, what are you guys doing for it? I know Beercade is the be- watch party at the Beercade. I'm wearing my romper. You know, Rally romper. Rally romper. Your romp chuck in full effect. Rex in effect. I'm busting out the signed Nuge jersey tonight. I was going to frame it, but it needs to come out. Well, frame it after the win, man. Yep. yep. Beercade is going to be bumping tonight, and I will personally make sure of that. Beercade, little kids. Do they have a room in the back I can pull my kids in? Yes. No. I'm thinking of Ikea. 
Well, the shitty thing is, Chalmers, is that they, it, <laughs> that's very this, true. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I might just leave them at home by themselves. Shit, come to beer. Get a sitter. Because what, what, what I'm doing is not where I wish I could get a sitter, but everybody's busy. Chalmers, I want to ask your opinion on something. Hey, look, it's a me problem. It's a me thing. What do you think about the Oilers fans, quote unquote, that are already thrown in the towel? There's still, there's still plenty of runway left here. Don't come back. Don't come back when they get, when they win this game tonight. Yes, Don't come back. Yes. If you're saying, if you're saying that these guys are done and you're thrown in the towel, you know, we haven't really talked because you guys were in LA and all that. We haven't done a podcast, but you know, after game one, I, I said, you know, it's one game. I put out a tweet. I rarely ever put out a tweet. And this tweet got tons of traction because of, a bunch of people for the first time ever won yet. People were fighting in Mementchies. Oh I, shit! Yeah, man, and and it was just it was basically if you are getting on Smith right now, if you're piling on this yeah, morning, I saw that. you are part of the problem. And listen, if you're off the bandwagon right now and you just want to be a negative piece of shit that doesn't want that doesn't have any more hope for the Oilers, then we don't we don't need you. We don't need that kind of that bullshit around this team. We don't need that around these fans. Press some buttons on like, the machine bag milk. Press some press some buttons on the, the little machine there. The Hit, some shit. Hit some shit. Yes. We need all the positivity going into tonight. If you were like if you were there from game one and you've had positivity, like uh, even in their losses, like I gotta say, two games, like when we lost in overtime, that was about as low. There's been some lows in this playoff run. When Smith gave up the goal in game one, it was a low. But we, we, we had to put that into perspective. You had to sit back, game one, no big deal. Last night, was or two nights ago, was low. I mean, you have to admit, but if you take that low and you snap pit of despair and feel sorry for yourself and say that this team is no good and, and sure, some guys didn't play as well as they can – Fuck you. Like, I just don't want to hear it. I just know there's no place for it. You've got to come with the positivity. You've got to hope for the best. If they don't turn it around tonight, that's a whole different story. I, I You're allowed to be down and, and negative if they don't show an effort tonight, right? Still that third period. period it's just, it's just, I don't understand how a team can so badly be juxtaposed the first two periods with the third period and not understand that we're two different teams in one game probably have a cold <laughs> no colds there's no excuses i i know firsthand that uh that after the third period or after the overtime i mean that i think uh it got pretty animated in that dressing room i think uh yeah well i know there is with him hold on you know something thing. what do you know woodcroft is not an overly emotional guy in the room. He doesn't come in and he doesn't kick garbage cans and he doesn't yell. Right. But I think I, I have to believe. Think or no, you know of, something. You tell us what you know. You'll be thinking at the I door. Know, cowboy. I know. I think you do know something. I think you do know something. Now you're backtracking. I don't know that if I was Woodcroft, I would have walked in there and kicked a garbage can as hard as I could across that room and been like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Season on the line. That's how you come out in overtime for best two players in the world on the ice together in overtime. And you're spectating You spectate your defense is like, I mean, I, I don't want to shit on this team 
but the defense was weak on that on, in that game, and it, it let us down a little Everyone bit. Everyone right? was weak, though. Yep. And, Everyone. Yeah, now, Chalmers, like, this you, might be a terrible time to bring this up, but I'm going to anyways. Do you get Dexter vibes off Coach Woodcross? <laughs> Dexter vibes? Just sometimes. Just sometimes. His public persona is that he's a great guy, but he's really a serial killer and his yeah, fake like life. He's smiling, but it's a mask, and if he pulls the mask off, it's Dexter. He does have that look to him. I do have to admit, but that's why okay. if well, you I pull that he's so mild mannered that you know, like when you're when you had your grandpa or somebody, or maybe an uncle or an aunt in your life, and they were always just so they never gave you trouble. But then that one time you do, you pushed it a little uh-huh. too far, and they got mad, or they said they were disappointed, and it just hit harder. It just felt different, right? You've been in like trouble uncle before, Dexter. but that one felt. I think that's what Dexter had to do. He had to go in there and he had to kick a garbage can and say. You're fucking grown ass men. Like, if you're not going to put in the effort, this is the result you're going to get. And you knew that from the from the from the time you were nine years old. And it's just inexcusable at this point. But I don't know. I feel like Coach Woodcroft is super positive and super smiley and super great. But I could also see him covered in blood in a room full of plastic sheets. Whoa! That's all I'm saying. It's got both sides of the coin. I'm saying I just so badly. I just so badly want to keep talking about the Oilers and I want to keep watching the Oilers and spring. Like there's nothing better than spring when the weather is nice and having playoff hockey. And we're just getting to the weather is nice part. The Mm. hockey can't go away. Like this is, this isn't how it's supposed to go. This isn't how it's supposed to go for us. That's why they're going to win the next two Chalmers, but I know. I know. And I have, I ask people, I, I, I ask, you know, I say, what's, what, what do you think the chances are that we win the next two? And I don't want to hear anything other than you take it one period of time and you win one period of time. And I, and get a hot start, get a hot start, get a hot, gotta start. get a hot one start series, man. One, then one series. Yeah. And not that hot start where you come out and you're running around. Like you saw that the structure in game two just wasn't there in the first, because they come out, they're all amped. It was the same in game one. It's like, it's like a, 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 a it's like a, I don't want to say we use the word pandemic, but it's like a, a fault of this team is they, they think that being ramped up is going out there and just running around. And, and the fact is, is they lose their structure when they play like that, just chipping it off the boards and like to a guy who's just standing still, that's not the Oilers game. You see the way that Florida has played that Washington has taken them out of their game. Florida is playing the game that Washington wants them to play. Well, we are playing the game that LA wants us to play right now for more periods than we're playing the game. We want to play the game that suits us the best, which is the game we played in game two for the second and third period. And the game we played in game five for the third period. That's the Oilers hockey. That, that is the ones that's going to win us the next two games. And we need to at least see five of six periods exactly like that for this to happen. I love this version of Cowboy Chris. You are fired up. I am fired up. I just, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I've had a lot of range of emotions with this team, and mm-hmm. I always try to come back to it being positive because you said, I, like, I hate negative people when they when they quit on things. I hate that. It's it's just a it's a it's a flaw in people's characteristics to want to quit when you're down. You, you got to roll up our sleeves and bear down, Chalmers, and put some pride, like they do on Coronation Street. Put some goddamn pride in your work. Yeah! What I'm doing, putting pride in my cheering, I'm thinking what I can do. Thinking what I can do, right? That's right. Everybody's yep. got to look my around cowboy and think Chris what they're here. doing. 
That's why, that's why Cowboy Chris is not watching the game in his basement. I'm not watching the game in my basement. It's not happening. I, I will, no that's matter what. I don't care. If, I'm thinking even putting Watch the it upstairs. up in the backyard. You, you got like nine TVs in your house. Why don't you get your kids' yeah, fake might, IDs and go to a bar on the I real might, man? And I might just put one upstairs or out in the backyard. Get the boys' fake watch, IDs, Chalmers. Go to beautiful, the club. Beautiful day outside for it. It is, but that's the problem is like, it's really hard to get a projector that works in the sun. And this one is, it's pretty good. Like it's, it's, it's better than average, but it's still, you know, the sun doesn't go down until nine 30. It's going to be a tough watch for that first period. So to be determined, we have one more game at West Edmonton mall for the all-star invitational four 30 to five 30 go caps, go. And then it's, it's, it's all about thinking about what we got to do, what we can do to help this team. Ask your kids what they need to do and lean into that. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Kids know. We'll be, we'll be focused. We'll be focused. You know, we're going to eat the right thing. We're going to, we're going to drink the right things. Quadruples. I don't care. I'll start drinking quadruples. Hell, I won't even mix Diet Coke Zeros in my ride. <laughs> the, the Cowboys drinking straight whiskey, boys. Straight whiskey. Tennessee whiskey like my boy Chris Stapleton. With all his 11s and the, was his 11-year-olds, his 9-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. Drunk as sin. Must be playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just die. Yeah. Anyways, that's that's my view on the game, man. Let's, let's, right. let's put the positive vibes out in the atmosphere and let's I'm not a I'm not a uh, um celestial person or what are they called? Uh people that like the stars and think that the stars align and putting good vibes into the Astrology. universe. You know uh, that they're, they're not astronomers, but they're like, you know, they're 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 <laughs> I don't, I don't even know the word. Like Ricky Williams. Spiritual. Ricky Williams. Astrology. Spiritual. Signed a masterpiece. I'm I'm gonna I'm putting some I'm putting some positive vibes up in that universe today, boy. I'm gonna do it. Not a positivity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was good. Um, what yeah. else do you want to talk about? I want to talk about another new partner we're welcoming to the show. Vroom. Yeah. Vroom. 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 When you think of Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, the first word that comes to my mind is luxury. And fast. And fast. Interesting. Our friends at Alfa Romeo of Edmonton are luxurious Ooh. and they are fast. And we're excited to welcome them on as a sponsor of the podcast. We're going to be doing some cool stuff with them over the next little bit here. And uh, I mean, that is peak luxury. I know you guys are also F1 boys. On I, am, I, I'm, I, I am well documented Big, big Valtteri Botas fan. Ultimate mm-hmm. teammate. Who drives for oh, Alfa Romeo. So maybe we do this. It's the Alfa Romeo F1 report. How's Alfa Romeo oh, been doing in Alfa F1? Torre. Uh, you know what? They're doing okay because Val- Valtteri Botas is in top five, right? In the rankings. Yeah. He's above George Russell in the in the driver rankings, oh, I- which for Alfa Romeo is amazing. Is he above Russell? Don't you dare question Valtteri. What? I love that you guys call him the best teammate because he really is. But man, he's the he is the ultimate teammate, man. That guy he really is. That guy probably could have won the drivers' uh, championship a couple seasons if he was if if he wasn't so friendly. So when you saw that F one race in Miami and you saw the picture of uh, Tom Brady, uh, Michael Jordan, and uh-huh. David Beckham, and then they were having it with Lewis Hamilton, in your mind that should have been Valtteri Bottas, ultimate team guy. Well, no, you're talking about goats and goats win championships. So yeah, but, yeah, but, but, 
Lewis he, wouldn't have been anything without He's not without the greatest of all time. He's the best of all time. He's a boat. He's, he's a Scotty Pippen. He's the Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. And, and who is David Beckham? I don't even know. Wayne Rooney? Who is David Beckham's right-hand man? Good guy. Who are you talking about, Chalmers? Valtteri Flipula? Yeah, no. (laughs) All right. Liam, am I correct? No. We are what? I saw a tweet today that Botas above Russell. Botas Botas has 30 points in eighth. What? They had him in the top five. Shenanigans. Russell has 59 points in fourth. You're in the wrong. You're Liam. Yeah, Liam. Anyway, shout out to our friends at Alfa Romeo of Edmonton. If you're looking to get yourself in a luxurious whip, you should go check them out and you should tell them the nation sent you. All right. All right. All right. I'm trying to find out my Valtteri Botas claim here. I'm trying to find out if the O is going to win tonight. I'm nervous. I'm a ball of nerves. Yeah, it's, you know what, man? It's good to be nervous because I wasn't, I said this on the pregame show. I wasn't nervous game four and five. I was, I was, I was cocky actually. And that blew up my face. So I showed, I showed up flax. I was overconfident. Mm-hmm. So now I'm nervous as shit, uh, but I'm also nervous with excitement. And that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, all I'm expecting tonight is just for the Edmonton Oilers to show up. That's all. Yeah. And they are the Edmonton Oilers. They do. So. They do. If they do, they win. If they do, they win. Hundred percent, like they're a better team. Handedly, no. two thousand percent. And Chalmers, what do you think about uh, Woodcroft loading up? He was, he's going nuclear tonight to start the game, at least. I I saw that. You know, my first reaction and reaction of uh, friends of mine is that uh, that's the big red panic button. You know, yeah, but yeah. but that's they're they're, they're, to, they're trying to, to trigger us, Charles. They're trying to fuck with us. Yeah, I know they are. They are I no other fans. When your back's against the wall, you throw as many, you throw the best punches you've got. And that's yeah. our best punch. So yes. I'm all for it, you know, and I hope it has success early. And, uh, you know, for anybody that's nervous and stuff, anybody that uh, straight up doesn't like where we are. Well, this is where it's all about. This is what it's all about, man. An elimination game back against the wall, everything. You throw all your chips in the middle and you live and die with how you play and how you act. And as a fan, you know, this is this is why we this is why we go to games in November on a Tuesday at seven o'clock in the freezing cold. This yes, Jovers, yes. This is the turning point of their playoff run. All right. You can look back to this game performance and you know, they come out and do their thing, and you'll be able to point back to this game in the next round and the round after as the yes. turning point that brought the team back together. Yes. They're, they're, they're there. They're, they're there. And that's, and that's what I guess is frustrating last two games because they weren't there, but they are there. They're here now. It's the lighter, it's, it's the lighter that lights the fuse and that fuse is going to burn for the rest of the playoffs. We just need a spark. It's just Thomas, a fucking remember, spark. Remember back in the late nineties when we'd be playing Dallas and Colorado every other year and you knew we couldn't win. <laughs> Right? Yeah. And you're like, I hope we stay in it, but I know we're not going to win. There's none of those vibes now. They could totally win this. We're not outclassed. They will. We're not outmatched. Yeah. We're not playing a much superior team. In fact, I think they're worse. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you can think of you can think of a few past cup winners that you know were down three two two one two nothing in their series is uh and then just got their shit together and woke up won that round moved on to the next round ended up winning the cup like there's always that adversary so it's just what do you do now do you show up if you show up then we're, we're in this for a while and and that's all we're asking we're not even like there's nothing our previous rosters like oh well if we can get so much more from you know 
Uh, Dominic Eric Cahoon, can score 40 goals. Yeah. Like if Cahoon gets 30 and can score Perfect. five in this playoff game, we have a chance, but, like but we're deeper than that. We're a better <laughs> team. Like that's the thing. And Mike Smith is doing what we need. He's playing fantastic goaltending. You know, sure. He let a couple stinkers in the last game, but he still made big saves when we needed. We just let him down. Yep. Yeah. And the third period, yeah, I don't want to, he can't, he can't carry us. He's just there to, to make the save. When we make a mistake, we just can't be perpetually making mistakes, which is what was happening. We need to not rely on Mike Smith so much. Yeah. We owe him a solid. That guy Absolutely. has been, that guy has been fierce and battle battling TM. He's like the Dominic yeah. Cahoon of goalies. He went full Dominic, uh, Dominic Cahoon. Yep. <laughs> my, my final, my final word on this series and this game and just what we're, where we are right now as a team is, uh, and I don't want to break down the X's and O's of, of, of these, of the way they're playing and stuff, but we shit on Cass a long time ago. And that guy, Archibald, these guys, McLeod has played well. Like there's, there's real good, up. real good things coming from our, our, our depth. You know, Yamamoto, he may not be lighting the lamp, but man, he's throwing his body with reckless abandon. He is hitting, he's out there. He's skating his ass off. You know, like we have, the depth piece is doing what we want, mm-hmm. but we just need, we just need a full team effort. Yep. And we just got this, man. Blow, I have, no, I have nothing but blow on it and put it back in and play the game. All right. I love it. Let's end it on exactly. some positivity then. And of let's course. cheer on the fucking oil tonight. Hell yeah. And honestly, I, I said this in the game show. This is a great game to bet with your heart to manifest this win. We all yeah, got to roll. Dominic Cahoon hat trick night. Woo! Upload right. the clip. Shout out to the HGA group. Shout out to our new friends at Cato Crossing and Alpha Romeo of Edmonton. That's going to be a wrap on episode 378 of the Real Life Podcast. Yo, you wanted to make fun of me for I said that, didn't you? I was going to go eight. But eight. no, but I, just, I was just doing it to stay consistent with the opener. Enjoy the game, everybody. The and we'll be back. To wrap up an Oilers. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Real Life Podcast. Don't want to miss any of our nonsense? Hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack 
for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.